Okay, welcome, welcome. Uh, this is Transform Together's second podcast, and welcome, Brittany. So Hi. glad that you, I'm so glad you're here with us today. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, really, really excited to be joining you on your second podcast. That's very exciting. Thank you. For Can having. I say you are our very first guest as well? Well, that's also an honor. So right, having me as your oh. first guest. <laughs> I feel like so, there should be some kind of special, you know, remember during the pandemic where we couldn't get together and people would like send little bags and baskets and stuff and it would like have the party in the bag, you know, oh, and you get the little cherry, right? And then you could like have a special hat and we should have sent you a little drink oh. or a little something, a little nibbly to get you, you know, to nap time oh, or whatever, yeah. just a little pep yeah. you up in the middle of the afternoon. So we'll, we got to work on that, Danielle. My brain's yeah. spinning now on the next you know, iteration of our transform yeah. together. <laughs> what are we building next? Well, Brittany did mention the wine fairy. I thought that's a really good idea. <laughs> did you ever participate so, in the wine fairy during the pandemic? Never. Oh, oh. you we're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell us about that offline, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, taking but, a picture of somebody yeah. who had decorated their driveway at the end of their driveway with yeah. um inspirational quotes as the pandemic went on you know like they were tr really trying for all the walkers and like three yeah. weeks in it turned like basically into wine memes like colored <laughs> with chalk on the driveway <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh. oh well anyway we digress uh, yes. We are so glad to get to uh, share you with the world, Brittany, because we feel, one, that we're so drawn to you and interested in you, which is why we love working with you, um, but also to get to share a little bit of you um, with the world is pretty exciting. But we are not your first podcast. So you have been a guest other places, and that's because you have special skills and insight and experience that make you the kind of person that people want to have on a podcast. So tell us a bit about your, yeah, tell us a bit about you and what makes you um, part of our Transform Together team. What's your niche? What do you do? Yeah, well, I am an ADHD coach and also an ADHD, a person with ADHD. So, and I work with kids and young people, young adults, and I basically help them learn about their brains and develop tools and strategies and how to find a strength-based relationship with their ADHD so that, you know, they can be successful in a world that maybe isn't always built for how their brain is wired and helping them kind of get creative with how they can kind of make the system work for them instead of work against them a little bit. Yeah. I can think I think that's like the elevator pitch, I guess. Of what oh, I <laughs> it, and it was a wonderful uh, elevator pitch. It just um, every time I hear you speak about the work you do, I uh, I am in awe of all of that you can do and want to do uh, with with people out there and with all of our ne uh, neurodivergent folks. Um, such a blessing what you do, Brittany. And I am reminded about why it is that I'm drawn to you every time, every time. 
Well, it's awesome getting to work with Transform together as, you know, our companies are teams with each other and get and this, we're kind of on this journey alongside each other where we're, we're, we have the same goal of, you know, connecting with the community and offering the best high quality services to, you know, the, the, the people that we want to work with and and people that we really want to connect with and help. And it's always, it's been wonderful on this journey with you guys, because I feel as though we have so many of the same shared values. That was one of the first conversations that we had was about the values that we share together and how we want to support each other and create also about creating a working environment that works for us. So I said a little bit about how I work with my, with my clients and my, and the kids that I work with to help them build skills and tools to be able to kind of work with the system to get the system to work for them a little bit more. But that's something that I'm really passionate about. That was kind of why I started my own business because I, I knew that a typical nine to five was not for me. And I love that, you know, I was a little nervous with the concept of working with anybody else ever because, you know, I spent a long time figuring out how I work and then having to help or explain to somebody else how I work is something that I've become very good with. But it's kind of great because when it comes to working with Transform Together, it's not even something that I necessarily, I don't really need to explain or I love to, and you all, because you ask and you just, you know, Leslie will always ask me a lot, like, how, how can we support you? I want to go with how you work and how can we set you up with this? And even Danielle earlier, when we were doing our thought, our workshopping, and you let me bring this massive piece of paper and we didn't do this linear thought process of planning. It was, you know, a piece of paper where we drew all over it and we wrote all over it. And it, that is just like, a great example of how I'm allowed to work in the way that makes sense for my brain. Well, I feel like that's such a gift um, that you, yes. you are reminding us about because one of yeah. the challenges, right, is that we, when we, we are successful in systems, we think that that's the best way for us to work because we've been successful. Right. And we don't realize until we're liberated out of the systems and we actually get to think about what is the best way. So so confessional time. Right. One of the things that I've learned um, as a result of working with you, Brittany, but it, maybe anyone would have taught me this lesson. I don't know. Is this idea that I just so much want to be helpful in the moment. So if we like need to solve a problem, I think I always think it's in the moment. I'm like, I'm going to solve it right now. Yeah, let's figure out that technical challenge. and. I'm learning to say, you know, hey, can you tell me when you might need me to solve that problem, right? Because mm -hmm. you're modeling for us all the time. Hey, can we solve that? Can we work on this this way? Or would it be possible if we did it like that? And it's, it, to me, it's one of those things we realize when we allow space for everyone to know themselves well, we serve everyone well, right? And it isn't just because, you know, neurodivergency makes yeah. it a good process right it's a good for all people so um it's one of the things that you've given back to to us for sure is that that freedom for everybody to be asking those questions and saying hey how would this work best for me i uh would love to hear a little bit 
about how you figured out you were good at working with um, kids and young adults. Like, how did you figure that out that you were good at it? Where did you get that spark in your past that made you think, I want to do more of this and specifically around ADHD? Yeah, so the working with kids component, that's kind of always been a thing because I was a, a lifeguard with the city and a swimming instructor before. And I always just really worked really well with kids and also kids with, you know, special needs as well. And also just, you know, there was, a, I, I used to work with this family and I worked with this little, like little boy. And it was funny because his parents called me a child whisperer and I had no idea even what that meant. And, you know, that was, and, but I just love working with kids and working with young people. And it, it wasn't something that there was this big, like, aha moments. I think, I think I just kind of always knew that if I could find a way to work with kids and young people, that that's what I was going to do. I, there was never really, you know, some people know from a very young age that they want to be a doctor. Some people know from a very young age that they want to be an actress. I always knew that whatever I was going to do, it was going to be working with like kids, youth and young adults, that sort of age group. And then the ADHD component, it kind of evolved randomly, essentially. I mean, I obviously have ADHD and well, if you didn't know, I have ADHD and I got my diagnosis in the 11th grade after a long process of advocating and being like, yeah. here. Um, but then actually I, I did my undergrad in psychology and during the pandemic, I had just graduated university. I was ready to take a year off and travel the world. And I mean, that didn't happen because there was no traveling happening during the pandemic. No, um, yeah. I was bored and I basically came across, I, I, I got introduced to the concept of like uh, e-learning and different platforms that you can offer courses and whatnot. And from there, um, I, I started kind of offering a little bit of what would I have wanted to know when I was a young person with ADHD, what tools, resources, and it kind of, I organically got, introduced to the world of ADHD life coaching, took an ADHD life coaching program, did my education in that. And it just kind of evolved from what started as I need to pass the time. It started with a hyperfixation, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just a snowball effect of wonderful. Oh, that... It, it and thank goodness for all of us that you did that. Um, uh, because when I hear, I, th I think I've heard you talk about um, the, the process of how you got diagnosed in grade 11 and what a huge uh, mountain that was to climb, uh, you know, and I think that is what most uh, impressed me about how you were then able to turn that experience around into how you wanted to help others not have that same experience yeah. and to know like at a very uh, at, a, at a much earlier age uh, that the ways and coping mechanisms and the uh, views of the world that young, all young people have are valid and are 
that's okay. It's, it's different is okay. Um, I think that's uh, what's most amazing about how, how you came to this, this world and this work. Oh, I'm very excited about it. So if you were, if you were to uh, tell, um, if you were to tell another like practitioner about joining Transform Together, what would you tell them and what would you tell them to be ready for? I think, well, one, ready for mm-hmm. a lot of laughs, <laughs> which is awesome. Ready to ready to have, you know, it's it's different than other experiences that you might have had in other jobs and other not, you know, or in other professional environments in the sense of you kind of get to write how you want it to go very much yourself. Are you, Leslie and Danielle, you're both very good at, you know, I'm a young, I'm a young professional and I've never really done this before and allowing me and empowering me to be my own business owner and be my own, which I'm very good at self-advocacy, but in the sense of in this world, sometimes maybe I wasn't as as that was a skill that I needed to continue to work on in, in, you know, in business and feeling empowered to advocate for myself and my own business. And I think just being like being prepared for, you know, lots of support and lots of, you know, I think that you are both some of, I feel like you're my biggest cheerleader sometimes all the time. So wow. Feeling. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Wow. Was not expecting that. Whew. I tear up when I hear that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, segue. Segue. Are you gonna have oh, a moment over there and, and yes, yes. The baton. Oh my gosh, we are cheerleaders of you for yeah. sure. And um Oh, it's just a mutual fan club, though, because honestly, Brittany, since since you've joined us, even before you joined us, the time that we have have spent together, we've learned so much from you, not just on the content of ADHD and all the kids that you work with. No, it's not. It's more about keeping your mind open. Um, And certainly uh, you've allowed me to be uh, as creative a spirit as, as I would like to be. And you remind me of that, and um, and you constantly are are helping Leslie and I to look at things from a different different perspective, and I I really enjoy that challenge. I really do. Um, and often I you know as I'm writing policy or thinking about another business approach, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, how oh, would Brittany, you know, how would she use this or would she use it or would she say, can we make it easier <laughs> and, or can we make it more fun? And, um, and that is an amazing, like we've been shaped by you already in so many amazing ways. So thank you. We want to recreate this process, right? We want to nurture our relationship with you for, you know, the, the long haul as your, as your career journey unfolds. Um, and, but we also want to recreate this process. Like we loved it getting to mm-hmm. uh, window into a new type of practice. Um, yeah. Certainly from my perspective, you know, um, 
ha having a background in education doesn't mean you understand what the reality, the lived reality is, right? And we've we've talked, Brittany and I, before about, you know, what do I wish I could have told my my teacher self 20 years ago, right? And that was like, don't think you know, stop and watch. The kids will tell you what they need, but you have to be paying attention because if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. And if you miss it, they're not like, they're not holding your hand, right? They're, their stuff is going to start <laughs> happening and you're going to be like, why is this kid having such a hard time? And it's because you missed it, um, what they actually needed, right? So for me, if I could go back and tell my myself 20 years ago, right, about some of those basic principles, um, uh, it's really cool to see that those are not just um, knowledge that's embedded in your practice, and it's not just that it's lived experience, but it's played out in the process of how you designed your business. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you decided the business that you do with us, which is the active coaching part with, with families, how did you figure out what was the best way to teach people about what you do, help a family figure out what they needed, and then how to support a kid? Because you spent a lot of time in the early days really thinking through what would be the best type of flow or the best approach to your clients. So maybe you could do a little sales pitch about what it is that you do, but also the why behind why you yeah. do what you do. Absolutely. And again, I teach a different variety of age group so there's going to be everything is always going to be you know like you said every I like to think that there are as many different types of ADHD as there are people with ADHD I know that there's three subtypes and all of that but we all have our own little spice to it yeah um and so no two clients are going to be the same one of the big when it comes to working with you know the teens and, and and the younger kids one of the big components that was really, really important to me was finding a way to allow the the kid or, you know, the teen to feel really empowered and kind of feel, um, help give them the language to be able to communicate. But then there was also bridging that gap with the, the support system at home and finding a way to do that that didn't take away from, you know, the the kid or like the, the being kind of the, the main, you know, the main self advocate mm -hmm. in that piece, because sometimes I think when we, we, I have this big kind of passion that we want to make sure that we are returning the power to them. It's their journey. It's their brain. It's their relationship with their ADHD. So we have a tendency to, you know, talk about, them and talk at them but we don't really talk with them and we don't really always let them talk and so finding a way to kind of marry that together where we can mm -hmm. allow that but still creating the fam the family system and giving the support and knowledge was always the one of the most important pieces for me when I was creating that part of my mm -hmm. of my practice and I think that Leslie you and I had a lot of conversations about like how how do I have this big idea how do I put this into into uh into yes. action which is what you're really good at Leslie I'm yes a person Leslie is amazing for everybody who needs to know when I have a big idea and I know Danielle you're the same too because today when we were working together we had our whole piece we're like all right we need to take this to Leslie and Leslie <laughs> to help us be like <laughs> make it happen and 
ta-da right that, that's yeah. that's your, your superpower um yeah, yeah it is but I think that the big thing for me when I was when I was going through the process was just coming back to that my main passion which is you know building an army of self-advocates and how do we create yes. the support system for you without taking the power away from you and so yes that was really where it all sort of mm. and that's where our <laughs> that that is a no that is where the work that we've been able to do together uh with the collaboration uh that we've been able to do with the family has come out like you um, I see the work that you've done with the kids and um, how you've given them the skills to self-advocate. So one mom said, come more mouthy, but that's good because they're able to say what they need versus, you know, not saying it. Um, and then getting an opportunity from my side to work with the rest of the family on how to support uh, the, the kid to be, you know, to be all that they can be. It's been a, an amazing journey. It's a nice marriage of of our skills, Brittany. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about the future, what excites you about uh, growing your practice? Like, what do you hope? And there's no timeline commitment here. This is not. No. A, this is not a, a linear activity. Yeah. No linear activities required. Yeah. But if you we're like, not writing it down, no writing it down. But if <laughs> yeah. you like, you know, just lobbed that ball way out in front of you and imagined, you know, what, what you're going to be picking up later on. What, what do you hope that you're coming back around to pick up later on? Well, I think, do you see? I think just finding more ways to sort of connect and build community is really important to me. I know a lot of young people with ADHD, it can be really isolating. It can feel like you're the only person who is experiencing this in the entire world, which is not true, but it can, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of calm that can come from just connecting with other people whose brain works like yours. So I went to a conference, the International Conference on ADHD in November, where I was presenting, which was very exciting. But I have never felt so safe and so validated because, you know, one of my one of my friends was there for like the last day and she was like, Brittany, it's like a bunch of yous running around. Everybody, nobody needed to mask. Everyone was just there. It was overwhelming, but it was overwhelming in a wonderful, beautiful way where it was like hey like I'm not alone there's a bunch of people who do who do the that weird thing with me too like as me too you know there's other grown adults who run around with poppets and fidgets and like to dance in the middle of random public places and they're just you're free to do that and so connecting and building that community is and finding more ways to do that and more creative ways that are accessible and that, you know, our ADHD informed, that is really when I think that's like the end, you know, that's, that's, that's always been the goal and that always will mm -hmm. be the goal. Yes. Well, so happy to be on the, on the train with you, Brittany. And, uh, and I know you'll, you'll get there. I know you will. Yeah. So. 
So I'm wondering if you could think of a question for us. Do you have a question either about our practice that you, maybe you know the answer or maybe you don't know the answer. You want to lob a question out there about what each of us does or um, maybe about our hopes and dreams or I don't know what we like to eat on our toast. Like I'm sure you'll come up with something good. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm thinking. That's good. You can, you can have I'm a moment. To, I'm trying to dig deep right now. I think. I'm trying to really like. Um, what about what is I know you've kind of talked about this a little bit. Okay. But how has your thought process and and Leslie you kind of already answered this a little bit but I just how is your thought process or your 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 what you've learned for me and about ADHD how do you feel that that has changed and informed your practice with your clients Hmm. I think that's my question I think that's a great that's a that's a good question um can I start first of all you've made ADHD way less scary for me as I didn't understand it. I, I didn't have any, you know, a, any experience with it really until uh, I met up with a few clients with it and, um, and just your pragmatic approach to um, dealing with questions and challenges head on with each of your clients. I've, I've learned from that. Um you have absolutely uh, changed and shaped our definition around uh, self-advocacy. We always were uh, interested and excited about it, but we didn't have the right words or the right passion. uh, And the way you expressed it really rang true for us. So that changed us. And that has put uh, self-advocacy in the forefront of how I approach all of my clients as well. And my clients are you know, the post-adoption group and the uh, people with uh, Black identity issues. Um, so you, you've shaped me that way and and you shaped the, our, our, our thinking and our values that way. And then finally, just um, uh, like I, I mentioned, you allowed me to be more creative. And I have to say, the way that the the way that uh, you think about each of your the way you describe your clients and how uh, they have they they see the world very differently has uh, has allowed me to really think much more creatively about the way I think and the way that I apply my um, my you know institutionalized learning. You know, I don't take it. I don't take that for granted anymore. I I actually think, well, you know, this is the way I've trained, been trained to counsel or uh, or treatment approach, and this is the Danielle way. And I I can take the Danielle way, and that's actually a pretty darn good way. And that's mostly because I see you doing that, and I like that. That's cool. I love hearing the answer to that question. Yeah, that makes, I like it too. It's good. I'm going to take a more, not a more practical approach, but I'm going to approach it from the practical side. One (laughs) aha for me that happened working with you, Brittany, is when you said, I'm always going to work online. 
And I was thinking to myself, what? Like, no, like online was just like a stopgap measure. Like, no, we'll, we'll get back to working in person in my mind. And then you were like, no, do you know how many obstacles there are to arriving at an appointment on time? And just having that insight about the barriers to participation, which I, which I tend to think I'm aware of, um, but that's the myth, right? We're never really aware of all the people's barriers to participation. And that active, like, questioning and reflecting and thinking about what could I do in my own practice. So an example would be, I was working with a, a young person going to their house and, and it was my job to um, arrive right after school. Well, what would happen is if um, I, if I was at the door when the kid had walked off, walked from the school bus home, they'd already figured out how to make a plan to go do something fun in the six minutes walking to the door. And then by the time they saw me at the doorstep, their face would fall and they would be discouraged because they'd already made a plan. And, and just thinking through, okay, well, what are the barriers here? The barrier is that if I'm next up on the list, I need to be the first presence, right? Even if we don't walk home together, even if the kid walks home with their friend and I walk around the block, like, hi, it's me, I'm here. I'll, I'll work with you in five minutes. You know, yeah. that, that kind of approach really, um, whereas in the past, I would have kind of taken it personally, like the kid was making a face every time they saw me, <laughs> because I, I wouldn't have thought through, well, what has transpired that's created that situation, right? And so um, just the really practical, small things, what can we do to create the most positive outcomes and eliminate the stressors that come from the negative outcomes that are avoidable. Like we just, we just do it differently. It's avoidable. Um, I think I would have been a much better parent of toddlers uh, back in the day if I had this superpower that I have now. <laughs> How can we prevent a meltdown? You know, how can we prevent that the brain from being right overwhelmed and disconnected? Um, uh, that would be one of the things that I've certainly brought into my wow. life in a, in a more full way. I, I really like that example. Uh, me too. I, I, think I like that Yeah, I think that that's really powerful where, you know, we did, I remember that conversation where I was like, there are so many barriers. You got to book it. You got to put it in your calendar. You got to make sure there's gas in your car. You got to show up there. You have to make sure that you don't schedule anything, the amount of mental. And those are the things that when it comes to living with ADHD and having ADHD, those are the little mental, like the mental energy and those little intricacies that I think kind of get forgotten or overlooked, even by us with ADHD <laughs> and all of the time. And then we get home at the end of the day, we're like, I am so exhausted, but I only did like, I only had the doctor's appointment today, but that's because of the amount of mental energy around going to the doctor it was like a nine to five job for me. Yeah, so that's... It's that good. is a, that's amazing that you could apply it that way, uh, Leslie. I wish you're right. I wish I had known you when I when I was raising you know Eber when he was little. Yeah, because I would have been way more patient. I would have seen the lens, and uh, and the same thing with the lesson I I learned. I would have listened to myself more than what you know, what other social workers were telling me about my adopted kid or, or tell, you know, what the doctors were telling me, I just wait and all that stuff. No, I would have just been calmer. I went, Oh, that's okay. Danielle's way is okay. Yeah. 
So see, look at look at look at how you changed us. Yeah, look at how you changed us already. And it's it's only been it hasn't been a year. We're coming up on a year. We were like meeting for the first time around time last year. I remember our first in. I don't. I think so. We'll say. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So look at that. Very influential. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we want, we want to, I want to continue learning from you for sure. Um, certainly you're helping me to think of, um, our company policies and things in a different light and way, way more user-friendly, uh, way more, uh, specific and, um, uh, and timely, <laughs> getting ahead of of what you might need you know and to serve your clients well and to um and to build your contracts well and all those things um so we're ready for you uh, and the next iteration of whatever it is we do but also for the our next practitioners who who will have different needs you know you've trained us well well i want to also just you know, I know that you guys have said so many kind things about me, but also, you know, at this time last year, I mean, I had already been doing some work and I, I had been doing a lot of work, but then ne- I didn't know where the next steps were. And I had all these ideas because I'm very passionate and I've always been very passionate, but I didn't know how to bridge that gap between where I was and getting and moving forward in those next steps, you know, taking my business to the next level bridge like really really bridging that gap and I wouldn't I'm not going to say that I wouldn't have been able to do it without you guys because I I don't know what I'm capable of great things however however I don't think it would have been nearly as fun or or I don't it would not have been you know it wouldn't have looked the way that it looks now and I'm very happy with how it looks now so yeah. Well, cheers to a successful year and um we'll have you, you know, back on the on our podcast again as we explore different topics uh that we we have shared interest in as we meet other practitioners that are going to join us and we intersect and overlap in different ways um and we explore together what it means to transform together, which is Yeah. Like, uh, us living it and doing it all at the same time. So if there's any, I don't know, is there anything else we should, we should say or wrap up? Love that we can edit this as needed. I don't know. Oh, Danielle, we can you right now. Oh, yeah. No, maybe your, maybe your um, battery died. Oh, no, it disconnected from audio. Hmm. Well, that. Well, that's kind of like a natural ending to the podcast. Yeah, it says that you've disconnected from audio. You have to reconnect to audio. Oh, oh you're oh, back. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, took my head- I think my headphones died. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Brittany, uh, for coming and chatting with us today. And yeah, I have a whole list of things that I'd like to bring you back for to, to chat with us about. And uh, it was just really great to hear uh, hear hear your positive spin on what's going on. Because from our perspective, and, f- and certainly from mine, you know, because uh, you you were our first practitioner, it, it didn't go as smoothly as I was thinking it would. 
um, because I wasn't prepared and now I am. And I thank you for that. I think it went just the way it needed to go yeah. for us to get where we are now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All well, right. Thanks so much. Take yeah, care, everybody. Okay.